Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Alora Murray. And I'm David Osmond. We got a great episode for you today. All right, I'm loving this. So, David, I actually did not know what this term was until this podcast. Do you know what main character energy is? Now, it's when I hear the phrase main character energy, I, I think I know exactly what it is immediately and, and who, is, who in my life we're talking about because <laughs> there's certain, yeah, it, it means that you're the narcissist, the focus, you are the star of the show, the protagonist in your life and everybody else is just a supplemental uh, extra in, exactly in your movie, it right? <laughs> it's basically you first and everyone, you. Yeah. everyone else comes second. And I mean, today on the show, Dr. Crystal Connor, she talks on this episode about, you know, it's important to look after yourself, but if you're doing it at the risk of others, that's when main character energy can become toxic. Yeah, absolutely. The main character of your life, that's great. But I think social media has played a factor into this too, this main character energy of where we all have our own tv show our own station mm-hmm. we think everybody's watching 24 7 for me starring me aren't i awesome <laughs> the me show <laughs> I, know, <Da-da-da>. yeah. <laughs> I know exactly enough about me what about you what do you think of me uh-huh. you know it's just always me 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 but i think that there's a fine balance between that yes you need to be able to focus on you what your needs are definitely don't you know undercredit yourself either but i think that there are uh, there is a healthy balance between that and realizing that we're all in the same lifeboat together and we all need each other and you support each other. Uh, in fact, I, I just did this charity event this weekend. We were talking about this fact alone. There was something my grandma told me before she passed and she mm-hmm. said, David, it's amazing what we can accomplish when we don't care who gets the credit. I, I think that's, that's amazing beautiful. to say, you know what, if we just come together and support each other, yes, we all need our moments, but, uh, but don't suck the air out of the room. Uh, another analogy that I use is uh, mosquitoes and bees. I, I feel, I'll be completely honest with you, I think in my phone I have a few mosquitoes. And that what that means is they just right suck the life. <laughs> you know when they're calling, it's like, I might screen this call because I know they need something. It's about them. Mm-hmm. And, and But the bee still needs stuff, needs that nectar, but it leaves the pollen. It's a give and take relationship, and that's what's healthy. So yes, be the star of your show, but tune into someone else's station every now and then. You well, know what I, mean? I mean, when it comes to theater and you're talking about shows and TV, everyone has a role, and it's really important to know that everyone plays an important part and really... What is life if you're doing it all alone? Exactly. We need each other. And so this discussion, I think, is timely. It's needed. And we hope that you enjoy it. All right. Let's take a listen. I am so thrilled to introduce our guest of the day today on our podcast. It is Dr. Crystal Connor, Master Life Coach. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Of course. We're so excited to talk with you. Okay, so I'm seeing everywhere this main character energy thing that people are saying, people are putting on Instagram, everywhere. Let's, let's, we're going to get to that. But first of all, uh-huh. would you mind telling us about your background and what you do? Yes. So I am a life coach. I work with female entrepreneurs, but my background is a little convoluted. I went to uh, school to be a pharmacist. So I actually have a background. I have my doctorate in pharmacy and I practiced that for several years and then got to the point where I was like, this is not it. There has to be more. Like I did all of the things everybody said I needed to do to feel happy and fulfilled. And I just don't feel that. And so I um, got a coach of my own and felt so good throughout the process. And I just realized that it was such a great need. After I went through working with a life coach, I was like, oh, all my friends need this. All the women that I know, like, <laughs> and everybody needs a life coach. And so then I just decided to be one. 
Well, good for you. And if, if people aren't familiar, people are listening going, I don't, I'm not sure what a life coach is. How do you describe what that is? You know, it's funny because I was just like that. I was like, you know, I don't know what a life coach is, but it sounds really dumb. And I don't think I need that. Like I'm an adult and I'm very smart and I should be able to figure out my own life until I couldn't. <laughs> so life coaches really help you focus, figure out what it is that you want to do and then hold you accountable to doing that. So mm. it's working through your mindset. It's working through limiting um, blocks that we have. It's working through thoughts that you've, you know, that have turned into beliefs because you believed it so long about what's possible for you. So I like to think of life coaches as they're just dream makers, possibility makers. They just help you achieve everything that is, you know, possible for you. Ooh, I feel like we could all use that. That's that's something we definitely can all use in our life. Well, and moving forward to this main character energy that we're seeing everywhere, will you define Mm -hmm. that for us? What is this? Yes. Main character energy is all about focusing on you, your dreams, putting yourself first, just all about you. And it really is there, you know, and we'll get into it. They're good and bad parts of it. It really is about becoming your best self. You are the main character in the movie. And it's just about building confidence and being assertive and appreciative and just doing what you were put on the earth to do. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Okay, we let's get into the maybe the good and bad. What is the downside, do you think, of main character energy? The downside that I see with main character energy is that when you're the main character, that means everybody else is your supporting cast. And so that means sometimes it pushes you towards selfishness because you're just thinking about you. And you're thinking, I'm the main character, so everything revolves around me. And, you know, we know that's not the way the world works. So there is that downside to it, that it it could, you know, lend itself to becoming selfish. Right, right. There's that balance of taking care of ourselves, but still making Mm -hmm. sure that we're helping out others in our life because it's a team, right? Exactly. Um, That's a good point. That's a really good point. Why can it be so toxic, do you think, if we were just living in this mindset of main character energy? How can that get to be like a toxic place? I think it can be toxic again when it when it starts to become a selfishness and when it becomes um, something that prevents you from seeing what's going on with you, what what areas you need to grow, what areas you need to improve. When when your focus is so heavily on you and protecting your energy and your space that you're not open to looking at ways that you could grow, that you could improve, that you could help other people, I think then it becomes very toxic. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a, there's a balance of, you know, of course, our mental health, taking care of ourselves, but not becoming completely consumed with just thinking right. of ourselves, right? Exactly. exactly. How, can, how can we use this main character energy to create a good life on the flip side? Yeah, I think there are a couple of ways. I think there are a lot of good things about main character energy. And I think if you can use it, one, in a way that helps you learn how to find the joy in what seems like the mundane. So if I'm the main character in my own movie and I'm looking at everyday life and I'm finding these moments that I can make it just 1% better. I had a coach that used to talk about how can you make things 1% better if if I'm like cleaning the kitchen? What what makes that 1% better? 
And if you think about the cumulative effect of making everything in your life every day 1% better, what that looks like over a year, then it's life-changing, right? Yeah. And as the main character in your own movie, it's like, okay, well, how do I make this better? How do, how do I make this seemingly mundane sitting in the carpool picking my kids up better? Because um, that can way. be mundane. You're right. It can absolutely be mundane. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another way I think is learning how to take positive, to, how to take negatives and turn that into a positive. So if you think about the protagonist in your favorite, like feel good movie or the hero in your favorite movie, that's what they do. They take what seems like, you know, unsurmountable odds or, you know, the worst of the worst situations and they turn it into something really meaningful and purposeful. And I think if you can look at yourself and the main character and all of the good, the bad, the ugly in your life, and you can make it mean something, then that makes you more powerful and stronger and confident. And it makes you really resilient. And it also positions you to help other people be able to see, you know, that they're, they can turn their life from negative to positive. And it, it allows you to, to then show up in somebody else's movie as a supporting cast member and help build them up. Oh, that's good. That's really good. And I wanted to expand a little bit more on that. You said the 1%, if we could, all of us just accelerate it to one, 1% in each, you know, area of our lives. What specifically are we talking about? Like areas, which areas of our life? I think you can do this in every area of your life. In fact, I think we should do it in every area of our life. So it's it's even in, you know, in business, in your career, it's like, what would make this 1% better today for me, right? We all get so caught up in the day-to-day rat race where it just feels like I'm just existing. And what would it look like to actually live and enjoy life? And it's small things. It doesn't have to be, you know, 1% better would be, you know, a shopping spree. It could be 1% better could be, you know, Starbucks actually having what I need and not being <laughs> sold out of my favorite scone, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's the small things. And I think if you can learn to look at the small things and it has this cumulative effect that just makes life so much better and, and learning how to find that and find the joy in things is, is a game changer. That's a really good point. If you find a bunch of little things, you know, if you're just up in the game right. 1% and all the little things, imagine when that can do when you look at it as a whole. That's pretty powerful. Right. Exactly. And exactly. I think a lot of times we're looking for the big moments and mm-hmm. then, you know, we're in this day-to-day mundane life and we're looking for these big moments and it can be a letdown because every day is not going to have big moments, but every day has small moments. That's true. That's very true. I'm talking about boundaries. What's the boundary between self-love and selfishness? We talked about this a little bit earlier with, you know, finding that right line so it doesn't take over. But is, is, there, a, is there a boundary there? I think there's definitely a boundary. And I'm, I'm all about self-love. Um, but again, it can begin to lean into selfishness. when, And I think the boundary is, is when you start to use it, self-love, to escape life from the ups and downs of life. So you're using self-love as an excuse to, you know, oh, I'm protecting my energy. So I'm not going to do this thing for you. Right. It's, it's using it in a way that allows you to not have to deal with life's difficulties. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the difference, you really have to look at the intention behind your action. And that's going to tell you, is this self-love or is this selfishness and me just trying to escape life and the challenges and the difficulties and dealing with other people? 
Mm, that's a good point. Okay, my next question is, why is it okay? Let's talk about being a dangerous woman. We use this term, dangerous woman. Why is it okay to be that? Yes, I love the term, of course, because <laughs> it's <laughs> the name of my, my podcast. But <laughs> I think that it's so important for you know women to allow themselves to be dangerous, not in the way that's going to end you up like in prison. Right, and right. On the news. Not, <laughs> big not difference. that version of dangerous. There's a big difference. Dangerous really means you're fully aligned with who you were put on the planet to be and you're doing the things that you were called to do. So you're fulfilling that. And I think that as a society and as women in general, we've been conditioned to believe generation after generation that, okay, this is what makes you a good woman. When you follow the rules and when you put everybody else first and when you wait your turn, right, until the kids are grown up or until, you know, this happens. And I think what makes it okay to be dangerous is that we're all put here for a certain purpose and fulfilling that should be the main priority and fulfilling that is what makes the world better so as long as we're sitting around not fulfilling why we were put here we're not being impactful as we could be we're not being able to change our families and our communities and the world and so I think being dangerous is a good thing I agree. I really like this. I, lo- I love this term. It's a, it's a good thing. And what about specifically, what are some good characteristics of a dangerous woman? So many good characteristics. I, the first being that you're in alignment with who you're supposed to be. And that's a lot of coach speak. I know like we love these terms like alignment and purpose <laughs> and all of like, we love all of that. But at the end of the day, you're feeling confident about who you are and what you were meant to do. You know how to set boundaries. You're not caught up in people pleasing. Um, your relationships are healthy and mutually beneficial. And when they're not, you know how to set them straight. And I think more importantly than all of that, a dangerous woman is somebody who allows all of her feelings. She doesn't feel like she has to be strong for society just because, you know, there's all this talk about independent women and all that. She embraces vulnerability and allows herself to feel all of her emotions so that she can experience the full experience of life, the good, the bad, the ugly. And she's not afraid to do that. Mm, that's so good. I think that's so good for us, especially here in Utah, because I'm a mom. There's a lot of, we have a lot of families here, a lot of parenting and, mm-hmm. you know, you can get lost in that and making sure that everybody else is okay. And, and that's, you know, Absolutely. that's good. But at the same time, yes. don't forget about yourself. Absolutely. And I think especially for, cause I'm a mom as well. I think especially for moms and especially for moms with daughters, when you think about putting your life on hold, And your children seeing that and saying, oh, it's okay, you know, for me to put my life on hold for all of these other things. There's so much beauty in our children seeing us live out what's possible for us so that then they'll go do the same thing. Mm, That's powerful. I mean, that's very true. You know, we're setting examples for them and we're wanting to be the best version of ourselves. Speaking of that, Mm -hmm. in your opinion, how can we be the highest version of ourselves? I think that really comes down to intention and it it takes intentionality because again, we get really caught up, especially as parents and as adults and doing the whole adulting thing where you have to work and pay bills and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to lose the intention to 
you know, actually live life. And so it's making a conscious effort to just be better every day, not better than the person beside you, no better than who you were yesterday. And again, it's the little things. It's looking for opportunities to grow. It's not trying to escape difficulty because the only reason we don't want to go through challenges is because of a feeling. We know it's going to feel bad. And if you can learn to experience all of your feelings and not try to escape them, your life becomes so full and so purposeful. Doesn't mean you're not going to have times where it feels really bad, right? but you don't try to run from that. And so it, it's like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Well, what would you do if you weren't afraid to be afraid, <laughs> right? It's mm. like, that's what being the highest version of you is. It's like intentionally going out to be better every single day. That's so good. We can all, we can all be better. It's, it's you're inspiring and you're motivating and thank you so much for chatting with us today. Yes, of course. And I like to end these interviews with a fast five. So quick questions that uh, I'm going to ask you. um, And I am just going to, I'm just going to go. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. Okay. Your (laughs) least favorite food. Um, anything with cilantro or dare I say cinnamon. Okay. (laughs) Those are two completely different, but very valid. Okay. On the opposite end of that, what's the favorite thing that you love to eat? What's your favorite? I love pizza. Pizza. Oh, you can't go wrong with pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I love pizza. It's really good. Um, what never fails to make you laugh? I would say my children never fail to make me laugh, never fail to make me cry too, but also never fail to make me laugh. That's a really good point. Yes, so true. Okay, uh, your favorite holiday? Christmas. And your favorite place to travel? Anywhere that has a beach and moderate temperatures. So I like parts of Florida. I like the Caribbean, as long as it's not 200 degrees. That's so good. I agree. That's too hot. (laughs) That's too hot. You're incredible, Dr. Connor. We've had so much fun chatting with you. you. And if people want to follow you, where can we go? You can find me on all social media platforms at Dr. Crystal Connor. And you can find me on all streaming platforms. My podcast is How to Be a Dangerous Woman. And my website, crystalconnor.com. Thank you for your inspiration and for chatting with us today. We appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.